Hello and welcome to episode number 237 of the Super Horror Bros podcast. I'm your host Matt and joining me as always is my brother Mike. Hello. How are Pretty good man, pretty good. We're back again. We are indeed. We're back with a movie that we have actually heard of and discussed before. Yeah, one that I was, you know, excited to watch. Yeah, this was one that's like been floating around for God knows how long, um, easily the last couple of years. And uh, yeah, it's finally just randomly shadow dropped on demand. I'd seen like one tweet about it and I was like, wait, yeah, I was like, oh, it's oh, there's wrong turners actually out. I actually do want to check that one out. Um, So yeah, that is what we will be discussing this week. The latest installment in the classic franchise, Wrong Turn. Um, but first, as always, we seem to just be a horror news podcast at this point um, because sure, there's a hell of a lot of news. And because I think it was last week, didn't I, where I said that I had a few movies I wanted to like spotlight, mm. a few digital movies. I haven't even had a chance to even look at those again because <laughs> within two so days of last week, yeah, within within two days of last week's podcast airing, I had about 15 news stories on the docket. And I was like, right. oh, Christ. It's Luckily, it's been quiet since about Friday where I don't think <laughs> I've added a single story since then. Um, but kicking things off. And- Swig my beer, then. Yeah, so th- th- there's a f- there's about three here all, all merged into one. So, have you heard of a of a thing called Paramount Plus? Paramount Plus. Hmm. Is this like Disney Plus? It, apparently so. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna guess you also haven't heard of it. Um, I had not heard of it until these news stories. But uh, yeah, basically, we have a bunch of different horror stories, um, news stories related to Paramount Plus. Um, sure. So. Basically, the first one is that Paranormal Activity franchise, um, as we've discussed, the kind of the new one that's upcoming next March uh, 2022, Mm -hmm. um, is going straight to Paramount Plus. Um, So that is obviously a Paramount production along with uh, Bloomhouse. And yeah, that's that's the news story. Um, I think there's a couple more in here as well where um, so Paramount Plus have also uh, they want a new installment in the Pet Cemetery franchise. Um, so this one's, via, <laughs> this one's via deadline. Um, and it's interesting because obviously we had the adaptation recently in 2019. Um, but this is going to be an origin story. Um, sure. So it's kind of like a prequel to that movie from 2019. So obviously this isn't adapted from any sort of novels or anything like that. It's going to be just an entire new take on it. Um, again, coming to Paramount Plus, um, you, you may be asking yourself right now, what is that? I don't have the answer. Um, like you say, it's one of these streaming services. I'm almost 100% yeah, I, sure I, it's not available in this country. Yeah, that's what the news stories are that I was just Googling, that it's it's releasing in March. Okay. Um, it hasn't, it's a new... This year? New, yeah, this year, and um, it doesn't have a UK date. So, right, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, and it's we're seeing this... Yeah, we're seeing this now as kind of that's the trend. And and I like that, as we've discussed time and time again, these production companies are actually trying different alternative means really to get their movies I you were going to say completely deadpan. I like that we always get shafted in the UK. With <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could have went. It could have went either way. <laughs> I mean, I that's always true. There, I would have really respected it. Well, the thing is, like, I don't. we don't know at this point, obviously, but like... Because I, I hadn't even, we haven't really discussed it, but obviously in the UK now, as part of Disney Plus, there's a new section called Star, mm-hmm. and that is their kind of more adult orientated um, content, and that's basically going to be where Hulu is is the home for the UK. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, it's not going to be one to one right now because they have plenty of different deals, like Handmaid's Tale, which is uh, Hulu in the states, I believe, has like Channel Four or maybe Channel Five in the UK. Um, um, so, I'm not sure. Yeah, so I'm yeah, so. 
stuff like that um but but they're gonna but it's awesome because hulu was one of those ones where like they had a bunch of stuff like run last year and all these different things and it was always a case of like well where are these things going to randomly pop up in the uk so it's nice to have that umbrella and and simply like especially with the hbo max being it's, such it's a big nice deal to know that we can have lost at any given moment again oh it's awesome and all of 24 and like deadpool there's some really amazing stuff on there um they obviously raised the price after that but mm-hmm. <laughs> that's a different matter. Fair, um, fair <laughs> yeah you could do that just for one division at this point um but yeah it's it's cool like say i i hope i really wish they were more transparent with this sort of stuff right Mm -hmm. up front and just be like here's where you can get these things worldwide but Mm -hmm. i do like these production companies are trying different stuff like warner bros got out ahead of it and we're like we're just going to get into bed with hbo max and that's going to be our year um and these other companies are now basically creating their own streaming services and it is it does blow my mind a little bit because you look at it and you just go why are they not trying to get with the established people the netflixes and all that but i think netflix are so in their own bubble aren't they in terms of their Mm. productions where they just have their own ip and they seem to be pretty happy with that um so they don't seem to be in the mo- in the kind of no it's um, very strange netflix because we don't get to see their numbers often and mm. you, you'd think in a year that disney plus launched and launched as strong as it did or launched in the uk and, and had its first full year in the states you know you'd think that netflix would be scrambling a bit but they just don't seem to be they just don't they just don't seem to care no for sure um so yeah the, obviously what was it pet cemetery pet a new one apparently there's no really date on this one this one's very early um like we said paranormal activity is scheduled for next year and then also part of this um so a little update on quiet place obviously we know that it's uh, not only is there a no. third film coming in this franchise <laughs> um yeah it's, it's so depressing apologies but like we both just get so bummed out when we even start thinking about this movie because mm. we were less than a week away from seeing it and now it's going to be an 18 month wait at best um and yeah so it's scheduled for september 17th later this year um it's still got that theatrical release date but it says here in a similar move to what warner bros are doing with hbo max it will arrive on paramount plus 45 days after that release mm. um which it's similar but that's is it's actually kind of the opposite right because with with the warner hbo thing it's it's day and date with cinema for 30 days i think that's mm. right so like godzilla versus kong for example you can go see that in the cinema in the states if your cinemas are open or you can just watch it on their streaming platform but but only for 30 days and then after that the movie just goes like wonder woman that's not on hbo max anymore i'm pretty sure that was only there for a month yeah it's a timed thing yeah yeah whereas this seems to be the opposite of like okay they're planning to release quiet place in september mid-september 45 days later which is like what end of october it will then come to paramount plus um so it is weird like i i like seeing these things because it gives me hope that it at least protects that release date a little bit more um when they've got the kind of the backup plan in place with the digital streaming service as well but it doesn't sound to me as convenient as what warner and hbo are doing off first glance no it's Uh, definitely a weird one yeah because 45 days isn't even that far away from the traditional digital kind of cinema turnaround is it like you usually wait about 60 days between theatrical and digital releases so um either way and then yeah just another small one they're making another fatal attraction um oh it's a tv show (laughs) so this was kind of all together where paramount just like they they were just on fire that day and just releasing a bunch of stuff and these were all like genre specific stuff um so yeah they're doing a take on that film i like the film a lot actually i think that's why i kind of put that in there um i've not seen fatal attraction for a long time You, you have you seen you've seen fatal attraction right yeah um but yeah like a tv show based on that who knows if that's gonna work um mm. but we shall see on that one um so yeah moving on i guess because there's a lot of confusing stuff 
on that. I definitely want to look up, and I'd love to hear from people, especially in the states, if you have a bit more of an understanding about um, Paramount Plus and kind of it's what it's done so far. I guess. Well, I guess did you say it's only just now launching? Yeah, I don't so. even know if it has launched yet. We're only mm. a couple of days into March. What I saw is a report in January said it's coming March. So. Yeah, so it's very confusing. Hopefully, we'll hear more about that soon. Um, but next up, back to some more March traditional. Okay, cool. Right. So hopefully I will. Yeah, I want to hear what people make of it. Um, but yeah, actually, next up is is a movie that I am looking forward to um, and is coming to Shudder. Um, so I continuing on this thread of like three weeks in a row now where talking about people that are linked to VHS in different ways. Um, Simon Barrett, who kind of is primarily a writer. Um, he's the long term writing partner of Adam Wingard. And they, they they brought you all the, you know, the guest, your next the, um, Blair Witch. Um, all those films and yeah so he kind of has directed some stuff he directed the wraparound in vhs2 um but he has made his feature film debut um so i've been hearing about this movie for at least two years now seance um Mm. where he finished filming it a while ago and we never and it was one of these ones like every film in 2020 that got (laughs) delayed um but has now been given a new date um of may 21st um so that is for theaters and on demand and digital and then shudder arriving later later this year um so similarly we've we're starting to see this a lot with shudder i remember with um uh the train to busan sequel uh, peninsula they had a similar thing where it's kind of like okay you guys get first dibs on cinema and digital and all that stuff but then at a later date we want to be like the home for this movie going forward um so that's cool which i think is a good fit for shudder definitely um so yeah uh it's really cool i i don't really know too much about this movie um but just based upon seeing a lot of his work and enjoying it i definitely want to check it out and it, and it having that shadow release as well really helps it um next up oh, i forgot about this one actually god it's been a long week um <laughs> A TV show has been cancelled, and Uh it's pretty much the one you would expect. Um, It seems like The Twilight Zone is no more. Um, Oh, no. So, coming via The Hollywood Reporter... I'm just going to pour a bit of my drink yeah it's it's obviously sad but not surprising as we've discussed when, when did it come out like may june last year mm. uh, we were coming up to like a nine months and they hadn't said a peep of it and especially with season two how they kind of all just put it out on one day very much felt like they were even washing their hands of it at the time yeah um, right, we're done yeah and like we've said on the show time and time again it was it was one of our runners up for best tv show last year um i thoroughly enjoyed season two of the twilight zone if you watch season one and it wasn't for you uh season two is a vast vast improvement and so that is definitely the most disappointing news about this but what is really interesting is that um basically so cbs all access is what it did launch on last year uh, the, the first two seasons um mm-hmm. but it's, it says here in the article um while cbs all access actually did want to continue on with the third season which would have appeared on the newly rebranded paramount plus later this year the um the uh, hollywood reporter is reporting that jordan peele and simon kinberg's companies both walked away from the project um so basically it seemed like the actual production companies were happy with it and wanted to continue it but it seemed like it was a case of jordan and simon being like nah we're kind of done with this at this point um Mm. so that is an interesting wrinkle to this because it's not the classic what you see with 99 percent of tv shows that they just straight up get cancelled um this is kind of more similar to um what's the show on netflix that kind of is dead now after two seasons i really like the serial killer interviewing one um i've completely forgot the one that i keep oh, recommending to you, yeah i've completely forgot remember. is it mind 
Mindhunter, is that it? Mindhunter, yeah. Yeah, I don't know what, for some reason I was like, that's the name of a of a Red Dragon, or, you know, a yeah. Hannibal story, but that's Manhunter, isn't it? Like, it's yeah, very confusing. Um, so, yeah, like with that one, where basically he just didn't have time to make another series. So, yeah, well, I mean, what do you make of this? Like, it's obviously disappointing, isn't it? It is disappointing. I think, you know, having a, such a strong season two, I would have really liked to see him go into a season three. Um, but, but like you said, the, the fact that there was no buzz about it, I'm, I, you know, I can't imagine they were that fussed when they turned around and said they weren't going to want to continue, hence why they're not going to pursue it without Jordan. Um, kind of without him, it really has nothing, but it's a shame in terms of what, you know, it seems like the reception was, which is a massive shame because, yeah, I, I thought it was a great second season and super enjoyable. You know, consider I nearly didn't even watch the second season, and yeah. I think that's the problem. Hmm. Yeah, but for then sure. it turned out that it was so good. So yeah, it's a weird one because it's it is disappointing, but I don't think this is fully the end, especially because of the fact that it's not a straight cancellation and the fact that the actual people behind it who do make those decisions seemingly wanted it. Mm-hmm. Um, so whether or not it is a case, I don't think they're really in a position either to be like, well, if Jordan and Simon's companies aren't involved, we just won't do it because Twilight Zone is a thing that has existed way before them, and even though oh, this yeah. current you know iteration is completely from them, they could easily bring other filmmakers to the table. So it's mm-hmm. it's sad but i i fully understand this as well like i think even though jordan wasn't obviously fully committed in terms of the creative side obviously his production company was all over it. he was clearly involved a lot and he's obviously very busy now and with his next feature film so like it just mm. didn't feel like the right time for him to be like oh you really want me to present another season of this show that no one's really watching like so it, it just makes sense really from all avenues but i'm just i'm bummed out because like i say it was really good season two um mm. Definitely. Next up, another Shudder uh, kind of announcement for a film. This one is really cool and really unexpected. Um, so we t- we spoke about this in the news probably two years ago, where a George A. Romero sort of long lost film had oh, recently God, been yeah. discovered by his foundation um, and and restored. So the movie is called The Amusement Park from 1973, and it's real weird for starters. Like it's not a horror film first and foremost it's not even really a film it was um it says here it was yeah the film was originally commissioned the film was originally commissioned by the lutheran society to raise awareness about ageism and elder abuse romero however conceived of what was perhaps his wildest most imaginative movie an allegory about nightmarish realities of growing older so it was supposed to be kind of this like educational type film um about you know the the effects of growing old and then he kind of took it as his own thing and did make it into a film um but for some i can't remember the whole story of this because it's very deep where it kind of got lost for years and all this stuff but i know the kind of the romero foundation did an insane amount of work where they did recently discovered it restored it into 4k and i we fully expected you know like it to just get a blu-ray release along those Mm -hmm. lines um but shudder have picked it up so um and it's coming this summer to shudder exclusively um and that's all around the world north america and the uk i I see in the article um this is fantastic like like i say i think for to hamper people's expectations do not expect a horror movie um and i don't even know if it's something that we'd necessarily do a show on for that reason um Mm. but in terms of like the history of someone who is one of the most famous icons of the genre we've ever had like it's fascinating that this is finally going to be available so i cannot wait this is so cool Oh yeah, for um, sure. Just just to have something that you know the great man made, and hmm. you know they've managed to restore it, and the whole story. Like I, I really think you know it's it's cool, and definitely something that you know you want to get, um, you know, on board with and check out if you're a Romero fan, because you know it's just like this piece of history that we never thought we'd get to see. 
Definitely, and I'd love it if with with the um the co production with Shudder, if they could somehow make like a short documentary, even just a thirty mm. minute thing, just to whack on there and be like a bunch of talking heads and the people from the foundation just explaining really what it is, almost as like an mm. introduction to be like, here's what the hell this movie is. Because like I say, it's one of those ones that I've read up a lot about it a couple of years ago and mm. felt pretty well informed, and I've completely forgotten most of that information at this point. So I'd love for them to just be like, here's why this movie matters, and then before you kind of see it, because I do think just throwing it on there and saying here's a new george a. romero movie a lot of people are going to expect you know dawn of the dead part two and that's mm. not what this is <laughs> in the slightest no, definitely not. you have to get in front of that but it is i i cannot wait for this this is one of those really really cool things i'd completely forgotten about and i really want to see um next up is a little trailer a little teaser trailer that we both checked out uh, for a movie coming very soon to netflix um army of the dead we talked about it last week jack schneider returning to the zombie genre for his massive budget kind of zombie fl- uh, <laughs> flick on netflix um it's a, it was a brief trailer but what did you make of it um yeah i mean it's just exactly what you said this big budget crazy zombie movie um i i really like the las vegas backdrop it reminds mm. me of kind of dead rising 2 uh, <laughs> the video game which is awesome and like it, we got to see an elvis zombie yeah. so i mean i was you know that's pretty much all i needed yeah i completely agree that, that was one thing that i didn't had no idea about going into the teaser no. and i don't know if this is just one part of it or if it's all there but yeah i love that as I a backdrop there, yeah ever, ever since san andreas as a kid i've always had this awesome fascination with vegas and so to see it in these crazy like locations um and just coming off the stand as well that also features vegas it's kind of like oh vegas is really trendy again right now in, mm. in locations um because it was in one of the resident evil movies at one point as well wasn't it um so mm. it's uh it's yeah i can't wait it looks cool man it, it looks looks like one of those switch off your brain and just have a lot of fun with type of yeah, movies, which we definitely need more of um next up is a really random kind of surprise announcement of a really unlikely sequel um to one district nine um <laughs> obviously district nine I, I don't even know when it came out at this point a long long time ago years ago it must be like 12 15 years ago easily right yeah like i have to imagine it probably was like 2006 maybe i'm not even too sure but it was um it's an incredible movie um I'm sure we... wow yeah so and yeah i adore the movie um i'm sure we both do um it's mm-hmm. it's such to me it's perfect science fiction in every single way and oh, it really what was that line he came out with there was like a classic oh, i can't remember I've, I've not seen this movie for probably a oh. decade like when it first came out it was one that i saw immediately loved it bought the blu-ray watched it like three or four times three or four times in that first couple of years and then there was literally a- just he goes like fucking prawns like just yeah. in a brilliant accent and it's just like it's so good yeah that was our something introduction like something so many, yeah. it was our introduction to Charlto copley mm-hmm. um neil blumkamp directing it and he's obviously been attached to so many different projects over the years like the aliens and all this stuff um trying to make a halo movie and then he's kind of always teamed like oh i always want to make district 10 like he even said that as soon as nine came out where he was like i have the blueprint and especially for people who have seen the movie you know it does have this crazy ending that very much lends it to a, a completely different type mm. of movie um but yeah he just said on twitter over the past week really um district 10 screenplay also being written by uh at shalter and at terry tatchell um who is the the co-writer of the original screenplay for district nine um and so yeah he's he's writing it with his co-writer from the previous movie and also shalter involved the actor which i think is awesome um this is god knows if this is gonna come out we've heard plenty of talk about district 10 over the past decade Mm. um but I just hope someone picks this up and gives him gives him the budget that he needs to make this because I want to see it desperately. Um, 
it's just a really awesome movie um next up this is a random one i put this in here solely for you um (laughs) so according to the hollywood reporter netflix and skydance are joining forces for a terminator animated tv series thoughts no (laughs) (laughs) no I think apparently from Netflix says the new animated series will explore this universe in a way that has never been done before. No, like I'm, I'm <laughs> glad that I can just, know. I'm glad I can enjoy T1 and T2. Mm. Um, I can still enjoy T3 as well. I really think, I really think like T3 does bring the franchise to a head where it needed to go and like mm. finish things in a way that I'm happy about. Um, and, and, yeah, for me, that's the trilogy. I don't want to go any further. And I and <laughs> we've now we've now seen multiple people try different takes. We've had we've had some good moments, but ultimately not a good movie since. And and you know, Cameron's the first, the first half of Genesis. Oof. Exactly. Um, but but you know, we've we've had Hamilton, Linda Hamilton return. That's mm-hmm. not worked. Cameron getting somewhat involved like the only thing at this point is if Cameron writes and directs like other than that I have no interest yeah like that's the only thing that would ever get me excited about Terminator again yeah I mean you saying that I'm like I do agree because I would be ridiculously excited but like I hadn't even thought that as a possibility because in my mind it's not yeah because in my mind I'm like I have zero interest in Terminator like it is just killed like for the future like I is just killed it for me Mm. I was definitely in the ride of like for a period of time yeah, having that level of excitement of like oh i don't mind the ups and downs like yeah i like terminator 3 and then at the time oh salvation isn't that great and then oh man the first half of genesis was great it's just a shame it never really went anywhere and then with obviously the last part of shit come out like it's just i hate it so vehemently and i never want to feel that level of hate for any product no the opening um, i remember just feeling like sick to my stomach with the opening of that movie and what they did yeah and and I, I I never got over it, and I then rewatched that part of trash movie, knowing <laughs> knowing what happens, and was like, okay, I'm fine, I can watch this. And the second I saw CG John Connor, I, my my soul broke again, and it never recovered, and I turned the movie off. And and I, this is someone that sits through, um, you know, <laughs> movies that I'm not enjoying all the time, and I couldn't I couldn't do it to myself no i i remember that that feeling of going to the cinema and it was mm. like it felt like a funeral where i was like mm. i don't want to be here and i'm only doing this because i feel like i have to see a terminator mm. movie and then yeah. i hated every single second of it i hated that i gave the money to support this pile of shite and i just hated everything that was happening to my mm. eyes and ears as i was watching it i just ugh, hate everything about it and so yeah it's, it's such a shame because maybe in like a decade i'll be like oh yeah oh what more new terminator but i'm like no i, wanna, I, I don't, I don't watch, need i want us to watch terminator 3 and and give our thoughts on that like mm. post post these other movies and because i really think that movie like will, will oh, go go up in my estimation even more now has some great set pieces i love the overall arc of it with the trilogy like yeah mm. i really want to sit down and watch terminator 3 maybe, maybe for next week maybe i'll <laughs> maybe i won't watch terminator 2 this next week yeah I was gonna say, it's not very hard for you <laughs> you'll just won't watch terminator 2 you can instead watch <sighs> 3 i don't think you just understood what you said there bro that's, that's, that's how about difficult. when you watch terminator 2 you just continue watching it but watch terminator that, 3 as well that's that sounds like a better idea i, yeah, I can get my head around that um, and then, yeah, lastly, this one came in earlier today. And, and similarly with the kind of Paramount Plus stuff, this is very confusing. Um, so 
so Lionsgate have are also another one of these big production companies who have kind of like hummed and hard over the last year as to what the hell to do with their movies. Um, they obviously straight up delayed Spiral for a year. They they eventually released Run on Hulu. Um, what else was theirs? There was oh there was Antebellum, which had like my god maybe one of the worst releases i've ever seen mm. like not even talking about the movie like the way they just dumped that like a complete pile of trash after they were <laughs> they were promoting the hell out of that i remember seeing trailers mm. in the cinemas for a good three months in front of every film like they were priming this as a big big movie and then they just dropped it um so i really am confused by lionsgate in terms of their their um their actions they've took in the in the pandemic um mm-hmm. But they are so stars network is owned by lionsgate and they have their own streaming platform obviously um you know ash vs evil dead was on stars and so kind of the hollywood reporter is basically gone through this deal which is very confusing it, it basically says that their lionsgate's big theatrical releases will exclusively come to stars um it's a multi-year agreement with the premium subscription platform it doesn't come into effect until the start of next year um mm. because apparently they have a they it says here that lionsgate have a current deal with hulu which i guess i guess that makes sense with the um with run going there but like not everything went there because anti-bellum sure as hell didn't um mm. so it, it's very confusing um very when i first saw this because it, it had all the kind of saw stuff attached to it the saw imagery <laughs> to get me into the new story and i was like what's going on here um and then when you read it it doesn't affect spiral in the absolute slightest um mm. As of right now, Spiral is still really, um, coming out on the 21st of May. And ac- according to current government guidelines, which are always subject to change, cinemas are opening on the 17th of May. So that's uh might be the number one movie in the country <laughs> in May. Who knows? You never know. You never know. Could you imagine? Oh, it'd be brilliant. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's just that's just a weird one at the end. Um, but that's pretty much it for the news this week. Um just wanted to give a quick update that obviously our giveaway is closed um all of the winners have now been notified and the blu-rays are on their way to you um but that will not be the only giveaway we we will have oh, wow. more in the weeks. yes <laughs> um because sean is a very generous man and wants people yes, to indeed. have as many blu-rays as he does which is going to take a very long time it's not possible but i appreciate <laughs> him trying I know at this point, I'm like, does he own stock in Blu-ray? What's going on? (laughs) Um, So, yeah, we will have more giveaways in the future. And then also, just very quickly, it's our five-year anniversary this week of doing this podcast. Um, Yeah, I think it was the 6th of March uh, 2016 was when we first posted episode one on Cloverfield. (laughs) Those were the days. Uh, Those were the days. Happy fifth birthday to us. Um, Yeah. Pretty cool. Um. But yeah, should we... I mean, it still feels like it's only like three and a bit years because mm. <laughs> we've just been on pause for a while. I know, that is like the most disappointing part. It was yeah. like we hit 200 and then it's just kind of like we're slowly approaching 250 and not yeah, really we're much. Away. We're racking <laughs> up the numbers. We are indeed. This is, I think we've seen like nine films this year now, which is just insane. Um, yeah, but shall we, shall we talk about this week's film? Let's do it. About Wrong Turn. So yeah, this is uh, a, f- a franchise that has been oh, going for a very. Long time. Mm-hmm. I mean, <laughs> yeah, this, this is the seventh installment, um, and 
yeah, like, I, I don't know about you, but like, yeah, what it began in like 2003, something like that. And it was kind of like right around that time that there was a lot of these sorts of kind of movies. I think it was a good time for these sort of kind of things. Um, and I remember Wrong Turn coming out and I thoroughly enjoyed it. Thought it thought it was a really good, fresh movie, kind of, um, you know, Hills of Eyes, but um, in the woods instead of in the desert was basically where it was at for me, um, which is high praise. Um, you know, on a more more of a low budget, but then Hills of Eyes is a low budget anyway, but do you know what I mean? And then, like, um, the sequels kind of started churning out. And to be honest, like, I've... I've watched them all, and like the the first couple were good. Um, mm-hmm. Had some, just some really crazy violence in, and just super dumb fun. And kind of the last couple started to get away from things a bit. I think when Doug Bradley turned up, that was that was kind of a bit of a low <laughs> point for for any franchise. <laughs> um, he turned up at some point. Yeah, I'm pretty oh. sure uh, five or six. Um, and and yeah, like, but but I've I've still like always watched these movies because I just kind of know there's going to be some sort of kind of fun in it and these kind of crazy kills and that's kind of what this is known for really these crazy kills these kind of deformed um, uh, hillbilly cannibals that are kind of attacking people and kind of that's what I want and that's what I kind of go into a wrong term movie wanting. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, kind of flashed to 2021 and kind of um, we got the trailer for this new one. And when we watched it, I kind of thought to myself, like, it, this is not a traditional wrong turn movie. We've got the woods. We've got the people out hiking. But we're not we're not seeing like the, the people kind of stalking them and that. And it felt different tonally. And then kind of going into this movie and watching it, this is different tonally, um, which we'll get into. But um Basically, this movie, well, when this movie eventually opens at its kind of main thing, we get kind of a five minute preamble at the start of this movie of uh, a father of one of our kind of main characters uh, arriving at the town looking for his daughter. Once he has kind of had his little five minute scene, we then flash back to his daughter. And what is it? Is there six of them? Six of them? Yeah. 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 Six of them, um, kind of all friends that are just kind of going there, going to the mountains to have a weekend trekking and fun field adventures. And they're kind of, you know, this very traditional start of these teens going to a hillbilly town and no one likes them. They have some run-ins with the locals and kind of, it's very clear that they're unwanted and very close to getting very violent with the locals. Um, They then kind of start their hike in their expedition and uh they do what all clever people do they go off the beaten track to find <laughs> try to find some real adventure shortcut, and, shortcut, shortcut. correct correct and um basically uh the the kind of kicking off point of this movie taking a turn for the worse a wrong turn for the worst you might say uh-huh. um is when a as they do frequently a rogue tree trunk falls down a mountain and uh kind of causes them all to kind of chase them for about five minutes yeah chases tree trunk (laughs) chases them down the mountain and they they all get fairly kind of wrecked and beat up from it some more than others and um it they are then kind of in a fight for survival with with mother nature and and the mountain first and foremost kind of trying to get back on track and get Mm. back home Uh, but then they eventually realize they're not the only ones that are in the mountains and um there's some people out there that want to want to potentially do bad things to them Mm. um 
I think I think like we we will delve further into things because I think we're gonna have to. Um, yeah. There's a, the mid, there's a midpoint where there's big reveals and even though that's not necessarily spoilers we will talk about that at some point yeah yeah but that's that's where i'm at for now with mm. this movie yeah how about you bro yeah it's, it's a real interesting one because like you say it starts and i did really like the start in where it kind of focuses on the parent the father figure who is trying you know he's kind of like his daughter has already gone missing at that point and he's trying to track down where she is and trying to um retrace her footsteps and i was like oh that's a cool interesting element because we never really see that in these types of movies traditionally it will always just be like okay here's these dumb teens doing dumb things then here they I get mean, killed we do it in house of a thousand corpses bro <laughs> yeah um what so it's up? like you know so i thought that was cool too because it was kind of like six weeks later i guess or was it six no, I, think, I think it started with him and then it said six weeks earlier but i was kind of like, okay mm. it's cool that we're seeing these different time periods because we know he's going to kind of catch up with them at some point but we don't know at what point in the story he's going to catch up with them um so just that that immediately was kind of like okay they're at least trying a few different things with this and then yeah once we get to the traditional head six friends kind of like three couples that are all friends um and it is your you know bingo card of like a wrong turn movie at this point like oh there's a couple there's a couple of douchey loud ones and then there's a couple of the more quiet innocent ones and then they kind of go to a bar and they may be being a little bit loud but not really that rude but just kind of like you know should maybe not be like that in a in a foreign place and then obviously they start angering the locals and then there's undertones of racism and just kind of tr- what you would expect you know in this mm. type of movie and i was like okay it's going along at an all right pace the- these characters are well formed enough that it's not irritating um i think that's definitely a distinction that i want to make especially with perfect example was like willie's wonderland where like all of the teens were just to me i didn't i couldn't tell any of their names yeah i don't think i can any of their faces they were just completely worthless characters yeah, these, solely these, their- these felt like real people that do exist yeah, they like all had different jobs and like they were interacting. They all had different styles of talking to each other. Like it wasn't just a case of like his mm. six victims, you know. So I was kind of like, okay, there is some character work going on here. Um, and then yeah, once you get to the kind of scene, what you said, where this this whole tree accident happens, I really liked this scene. It was really well shot, um, and I think the action in general has this real nice kind of frenetic pace to it. Um, which maybe wasn't as good in later scenes as it was in this. This was almost like the high point for the movie in terms of action set pieces, um, mm. because it's not traditionally what you'd expect. Like I say, it's not some like slasher chase or some really, it's more just kind of like, oh, we're fucked and we need to try and somehow get out of this situation. And like that, I lo- they really captured that energy of like, if you're running down a hill with like something chasing you and you just trip a little bit, like you're screwed. <laughs> like a couple of them just trip a little bit and like face yeah, first into it, the heart. Yeah, like, oh, you're going to bash your head on a rock. You're going to break a leg. You're going to break a hand. Like, you're just screwed. Like, you're not going to get out of that unscathed. And pretty much everyone took some form of injury from like mild injuries to like really horrific injuries. So, like, I really like that scene actually a lot. Mm. Um, then once we get to kind of the more traditional wrong turn, like, okay, we're lost. We're starting to argue a lot. We're starting to just run around aimlessly in the woods. You know, you've seen this a lot, the kind of classic screaming and running around in the woods, acting like fools. I was kind of like, okay, hope we're not going to linger in this for too long, which they didn't, I should say. Um, it was only about 15 minutes maybe of that. That was kind of like starting yeah. to get a bit annoying. And I was like, okay, I need something to happen now. And it did. Um, and yeah, kind of then once we get to what the movie's about um, is when it's become more difficult to talk about right now but um i like that that they tried something new with this um you know it doesn't 
immediately land what it's trying to do but i think going into this um and especially with this being like the seventh one um i didn't really need it to just be like another wrong turn movie even though like making a good wrong turn movie now could serve a good purpose but i like that they kind of was like okay what's a wrong turn movie and how could we somehow change up that formula a little bit um so even though like it didn't fully land for me and there's definitely more way more specifics that we can get into once we're like not skirting around the reveal that's halfway through the movie not at the end mm-hmm. um then we'll go into it more but yeah overall i was kind of like <clears throat> it's decent it's it's better than you'd expect on the kind of surface um and a few more bolder choices especially once they do the reveal could have gone a long way but overall i, st- I still liked the movie um i and i definitely respect it a lot as kind of like my big thing because I, I just I I don't know I was really just expecting like another generic sequel you know like when we've seen these types of movies when we saw that terrible chainsaw massacre movie when we saw the terrible Hellraiser movie um, we saw a, a um, uh, what's that franchise called not Hitcher the one from like Joe Lynch um, oh hatchet. hatchet yeah like we just saw another Hatchet movie that was like, oh they just made another one do you know what I mean so like we've seen a lot of those low budget ones um, but and and this wasn't that I didn't um, Hatchet I'm not gonna yeah. lie. <laughs> So, um, yeah, what did, what did you make of it? Yeah, I don't know about this movie. Um, like, a lot of the things you said there, I think I do agree with. I didn't I didn't like the start uh, with the father straight away because I just mm. found the movie too long to get going. Yeah. Um, the reason, I, you know, I'm used to these movies starting with, like, a kill and something going on. I can see why they've not done that because of what happens later on in the movie. But I kind of, I needed that and I missed that. And then kind of to get into potentially half, it was half an hour until that tree trunk scene. And I think that was kind of too long for me. Um, As much as the characters weren't that annoying, it was very generic, very just kind of, here we are doing, staying in the B&B, being warned not to go out there, going out there, going off the track. And I was just like, oh my God, just get to the scene where it's all going to kick off. And, um, that kind of frustrated me and kind of I think it was the gaps between the moments of of kind of fun things kicking off that just was too spaced out and this movie is just far too long Mm -hmm. um I think kind of the you know the fact that it does take half an hour for these things to get going and then they have potentially a 50 minute reveal that then goes into another 50 minute movie I think is kind of just too much for what this is. It's over ambitious and it's too much in there. I think um, the other thing as well, which again, it's, it's difficult. I, I personally don't think I was in the mood for it this week when I was watching it. And, but, but also just kind of like um, the boyfriend character that um, our main character's kind of boyfriend. He, he says, uh, <laughs> she brings up like just for no apparent reason, how he does uh, voluntary not-for-profit work. Yeah. And then he has this whole monologue, like in the opening scene, where he's like, I just really want to go to a place where everyone's just like chill and get along and self-sustained and there's no hierarchy or money. And like, he just kind of says this comment very early on the movie. And I'm like, oh, for God's sake, I know exactly what's going to happen. And like, it, it went down exactly the way I thought it was. And um, it's not very subtle. <laughs> no, it's not very subtle. And it shouldn't have irked me as much as it did. But it was just kind of like... Yeah, it did, because I, I could just see, like, the puzzle pieces falling into place. And I'm just like, I don't really believe that. Like, I'm I'm getting very close to spoiler territory, but I really just didn't, like, when it when it happened. And I just kind of was like, 
you just put those comments in to try and earn this and it just didn't and um i i liked the 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 twist kind of um at the the 50 minute mark when we do get like a you know we'll go into it but the, you know the twist and what this movie is actually about i did enjoy that i was like oh, okay but but then ultimately when i got to the end of this movie i kind of felt like i just didn't really get a wrong turn movie i think kind of what you've said you know yeah they looked at it and said this is a footprint but i also think you know there's a line right towards the end where they pretty much say f you to wrong turn movies yeah um, that was really weird and I, and I really, that triggered me as well. Like, mm. and, and I didn't really know why I felt like, I, I was like, wow, am I like a super fan of Wrong Turn or something? No, that, I that, that really, am, that really like, stood out even to me of like, why yeah. did you even want to say that? It was that very yeah. much that had the Halloween line, wasn't it? Where they were yeah. like, shit on the sequels or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And it was just like, it was almost like they had the IP, but they had a story they wanted to tell that wasn't a Wrong Turn story. And they would have preferred this movie just to be called, you know, whatever tree truck mountain, tree trunk mountain or something like that you know and they just wanted this this to make a different movie and they got slapped with the wrong turn license yeah, i don't, I don't really agree with that because we had that 100 percent with like black christmas and stuff but like to mm. me i think the the well, reveal I, I, works if you're expecting a traditional yeah, wrong turn oh, movie. definitely definitely it does but it's just that comment it really did trigger me where it was like they were kind of like haha you wanted to see a wrong turn movie f you and yeah, i don't that, know that like, was, like, it was really weird yeah i didn't i didn't appreciate it and i really shouldn't get caught up in one comment but it did you know it did it did trigger me and i think kind of you know when when we kind of get to the finale of this movie and we have another 20 minutes left i was like okay i'm pretty certain how the final 20 minutes is going to be um you know and it's kind of like you know when you know when you watch these kind of special movies you i, I never find or not even special just movies i mean i'm going to be talking about a special movie here but like you know when when i sat down and watched scream 4 for the first time i'm not constantly thinking about who the killer is what the reveal is when we got to the finale and there was still 10 or 15 minutes left i was like oh it's all going to kick off at the hospital now in scream 4 and like i wasn't you know, I wasn't thinking that. I was in the moment, beat by beat. Whereas this movie, I was constantly aware of how long was left and constantly aware of, oh, okay, this is where it's going to go in the next scene. And I, I kind of, I almost felt like I could have wrote down what was going to happen five minutes before it did, and it would have been ninety-five percent accurate. And yeah. you know, I, I think other than other than the one kind of, you know, bit, you know, as soon as it, as soon as it took the turn in the 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 midway point, from that point on, I could have done that. Um, so yeah, like I, you know, I I wasn't a big fan of this one coming out of it. No, it's not a great movie, and I think I I already want to talk about what happens halfway through now because I I yeah, think it's otherwise impossible. So yeah, again, it's a redundant conversation after throw, that. I think throwing up a, a spoiler warning, I guess, but we're not talking about the end of the movie right now. We're literally talking about there's a reveal halfway through that kind of really reveals what this movie's actually about, and we yeah. need to talk about. So it. <laughs> so yeah, the friends kind of wake up after the first night of the tree trunk incident, and they're kind of you know beat up and in the middle of nowhere, and one of one of them's missing um and they go out looking for her and stumble across kind of like this weird man-made trap that kind of pulls another member into the ground and um they kind of end up uh going off and finding uh these people who are kind of dressed very sinister they're dressed with like uh animal skulls over Mm. their face and kind of you know look look like absolute psychos and they're carrying their friend which pretty much on like a spit roast yeah like hog tied um, on a yeah. a bit of wood <laughs> yeah 
and they um which i really liked because one of the things that like these movies do most of the time is they'll see their friend and they'll see these absolute psychopaths and everyone kind of shits their pants and yeah. doesn't do anything the one guy just grabs a blunt instrument and runs at them yeah. and i was like oh man this is gonna this is kicking off like i, I kind of <laughs> like that yeah and he really went for it and mm. he he just um pounded in one of the uh mask figure guys heads in and just just absolutely destroyed him um we kind of cut a little bit later to them all getting captured by these people in masks to find out that this is kind of like a community that's living in the wilderness and has always lived in the wilderness and they are put on trial for the murder of this guy with the story of they had him hogtied to this uh stick because they were carrying him to the roadside where they were going to leave him to be found and yeah. they were all nice guys and the community was nice and they weren't going to kill anyone yeah. and so shock horror the bad guys are are um teens mm. uh because they just flat out murdered someone which you might sense in my tone i i can't i i didn't buy all of that um, at the end of the, because I think at one point when they're on this trial and the, and the, the judge, the leader of these people kind of says, what did we ever do to you people? I'm like, well, you put out bear traps and kind of dragged this guy into a hole. And then you had him gagged, tied and masked. Like he had a bag on his head, <laughs> you know, it wasn't, it wasn't like he was being carried pleasantly. He was hogtied and, and had a bag on his head like even if they were putting him on the roadside he's gonna have some serious rope burns and problems with the way he was being carried like that was their their, their intent was not innocent as far as i'm concerned yeah and if you just leave um, someone on the roadside they could easily just stay there forever like they, they are yeah, so rural where they are like, it's not like this car's gonna like pass the whole, the whole thing is like no we're not cannibals i'm like well no you are cannibals you 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 are eating the animals there you are eating kind of things raw we we see some stuff later on in the movie and i just kind of you know it was trying to be something it wasn't and then it kind of reverted to that later on and it was just kind of like it was trying to have this message of these people aren't bad and the you know the outsiders are the ones that are bad and i'm like well you know it's definitely gray and grayer than usual but you guys yeah certainly aren't whiter than white in this situation no the morality is where the movie really falls apart because yeah. even the the kind of the the other people that are in the town just like the traditional town they're mm. kind of like oh they're aware that there's this foundation that are in the mountains and they're kind of like well we don't bother them they don't bother us but then like they say like there's another one who's kind of like oh, i i hate those bastards like my nephew went lost in the woods and he just never turned up so like there's clearly yeah, they're clearly story. Doing stuff yeah then they're, they're not it fully innocent at all and they're never really portrayed as that so yeah like on paper i love that concept in terms of like yeah, you're expecting too. a wrong turn movie they fucking kill a guy who which they think is in self-defense and then they they kind of messed up but like it just it's not portrayed well because like no, you say they were they did they, they went way too far in terms of like they could have done it a lot softer like you could just show them like helping someone up or carrying them like there's so many other ways you could present it because this character who who, who like loses it and kills one of them mm. like he is a hothead like dumb character yeah. so like, he would have done he would have overreacted if, instead of um a lot less than what you showed that goddamn movie in the wilderness that we saw not not that, not that long ago where there was that wolf that was attacking uh, uh, uh yeah uh, they they had like that sled thing that they they mm. were dragging people on. Like if they'd have had him on something like that and were dragging him without, him, sorry, 
We haven't got one, mate. Yeah, with a with a you know with with or, you know or, or just don't put a bag on his head. Do you know what I mean? Like yeah. you know, I, I don't know what purpose the bag on the head was for. Like no, that, you know, the whole scene was they were still trying to troll us, the audience at that yeah, point. Yeah, and, and they, they trolled. Went, it went too they went, far. They went too far with it. Yeah, and I think I'd have, so, smashed, I'd have smashed their heads in and not regretted a thing. The, the, <laughs> the concept of this movie is the thing that I the only thing I enjoy because yeah, I think yeah. there's a really clever I, idea. I do here. too. I do too. But it's it's not portrayed well at all. And I'm glad you were the one that mentioned length way before me so I can actually talk about it now. <laughs> um, this, movie's, this movie's an hour and 50 minutes, right, for an indie horror film. I cannot remember the last time we watched an indie horror film that was that long that wasn't like an art house film. Mm-hmm. You know, like That is an unbelievable length. And so when you are 40 minutes into the movie and you've already had a lot of them running around in the woods acting like idiots, you're kind of like, what is going to happen? Like, it just... It yeah, sets you up. yeah, it sets <laughs> you up in your head where it's like, well, it's not just going to be this cat and chase with cannibals for an, another hour and 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Like, it's just not going to happen. So then once you get to that moment, which, like you say, is about 50, 55 minutes, it really is about halfway when they kind of like, no, you're the bad guys. And they kind of have this mock trial or whatever. Then you're kind of like, well, what the hell's the next 50 minutes going to be? And and that bit is even longer where it drags out. Because like I say they're trying to create this community and the morality and it just doesn't really work. And so then kind of like their compromise that the the girl from the group comes up with also was just like, it was so misguided and, and ill-formed. And then I know we are getting a little more, but I am getting a bit more spoilery because I'm heading towards the end, but I'm trying not mm-hmm. to spoil everything. But like once the father gets back in the picture, who we obviously know from the start of the movie, that's mm-hmm. when I'm like, oh, okay, they might add some interesting stuff here, but they needed to have left it longer because I think it is only six weeks where between kind of like even them maybe getting captured or them yeah. missing it's not been a great deal of time and that's not enough to have these meaningful diff- disconnects because we've seen stuff before i'm trying to remember now there was a movie or a tv show i've seen where kind of like someone gets you know adopted by a new family yeah and i think i think that that's the thing i think um like even back in the day like mum and dad this british mm. movie that was spoken about a, a few times on the podcast over the years like you know, you need this, you need a, a, an amount of time to a past that's longer than just a few weeks. And our characters had kind of, when we see them again, it feels like it was six months or no, it, even it six years. Do you I know what I mean? Say, like, it felt like five years. <laughs> no, but you know what I mean? Like anything, anything more than six weeks. Yeah, it felt like, it felt like a couple I, of years. I feel like I misread it because I was expecting it to too. be like... I was expecting her to have children. Like she's already learned how to do a, use a bow and arrow. Like the other guy yeah. looks completely different. I was just fully expecting. And then that would be cool to go back in there and be like, no, I'm your father. Remember me. And, and yeah. even six years isn't that much in the grand scheme of things, but kind of like that would have given it more credence. Whereas it was no, kind of like, you know, just didn't really a, work. now there's a moment in time, you know, like when you, when you look at kind of like something like midsummer, you know, there's a there's a transition to when you start to become part of it, and it's not this instantaneous thing, and it takes time. And I think kind of like we don't see that journey at all. And then with that time window, it just didn't it didn't feel like enough. And you know, when it when it kind of went that way, you know, it, it later on we get to see characters that have like people don't lose the ability to speak. Mm. um we we get this bit of like um kind of like in the mine shafts where we or in in the dark where we see some people and they're straight up just like these brainless zombies that can't talk anymore and i'm like have have they reviewed removed these people's tongues <laughs> like is that what it's meant to be because i'm like i think some of them they might have done but not the one that we saw yeah primarily. I'm like, I'd, I'd still you know the only thing you can do is have a little chit chat 
Like, it's literally all you can do to keep yourself sane in their situation. Like, you know, I'd be, I'd be, you know, having some banter, and they're just, they've just completely forgot the ability to talk. They're just like that, that aspect of it. Like, I thought they were like, oh, okay, this is them setting up kind of like the cannibal aspect of it, and yeah. that's going to be where you know, are oh, they unleash these, or or maybe the cannibals all take over this foundation, and that's mm. what creates term but yeah there, there's 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 ideas here that i really really like but this movie presented them in such a poorly way and it's so goddamn long i could not believe how long it was where and i like the movie the movie halfway through like they it want does. you to think that you're gonna watch a traditional wrong turn movie so mm. that's why it's as long as it is because if you think you're gonna watch a traditional wrong turn movie and within the first eight minutes they go ah they're not really bad guys it's actually this yeah. foundation that just wouldn't work and so that is that is no, the struggle. But, but you know 20 minutes they could have got there in 20 minutes as opposed to 50 well, um, yeah and then and everything else after that could have been way shorter and, you know the, the movie doesn't even like it can't end credits credits start rolling <laughs> and we still don't get the finale of the movie the finale of the movie is played out uh, under the credits because yeah, there's just so um, much you have to stay for the full <laughs> hour and 50 minutes <laughs> i was yeah like i said i i i just i don't want to be that harsh on it because i think like you said it does have a really interesting concept i really enjoy the fact that like like i say wrong turn is not a franchise that i hold near and dear to my heart as, as shocking as it may sound from what i've been saying previously but it's not like it's a movie it's a franchise i've enjoyed you're always banging but, on about it yeah exactly you know yeah, and upgrade and Terminator. yeah exactly the trilogy that you know it's, it's <laughs> up there puppet master you know um for sure but i think i think like you know it's it's one of the you know it is a franchise that that would have been ripe for that where it's like like you say Oh, you know, you look, you think you're going to get a wrong turn movie and it's not. And like, that would be, that would be very clever, but it's just kind of like, like I said, I, I, I smelt it from the trailer and I, I can't even remember whether I even said it like to you where I'm like, we're not seeing the, the villains in this trailer. Like, why aren't we seeing the villains? And like, you know, normally you get that splash shot of one of them and you just didn't get that in the trailer. And like I, I, I started to smell a rat then, and like I said, it's fine and it's clever, but then the execution was just very poor. No, this needed to be like so much more cleverer in the way it executed mm. this really cool concept. Where someone came up with this, and they were like, you know what? People have seen six of these goddamn movies. Mm. In this the idea of presenting something new to the table is ripe and is totally needed and so that is really cool and it's just such a shame because yeah the like i said the morality doesn't work once you really get into who these people are and what they're doing it just doesn't make sense there's a few point in the end where i just wanted everyone to get killed because not yeah. everyone's kind of a dick I know, and I, I know exactly how you feel, and that's that feeling of when you get that in a horror movie, you're just like, why am I even watching at this point? Because yeah. if I'm not rooting for any side, I, and I'm just for complete and utter annihilation of everyone, what's the point? <laughs> I think as well, like we we obviously do get a body count in this movie, um, mm. and I didn't really find most of that that good. I, I agree with you that the, the the tree trunk scene was definitely very well executed and yeah. brutal, um, and. Uh, piece that they wanted to nail because that's primarily what they show in the yeah, trailer as well. exactly and it was the best part of the movie and it was yeah. when 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 it happened and like that in context of the trailer as well i knew it was the peak mm. i just knew i could tell that like everything had gone into this and it was almost like it took the movie took a bow and was like there you go now now we're going to tell our story and i'm like yeah and then and then you know the, the there's quite a few kind of like kills that happen off screen there's, you know, there's some, there's some all right stuff, but nothing, nothing spectacular, you know, kind of like one of the girls falls into this trap and it looks good, but then she's, she's ultimately kind of shot off camera 
and kind of like that is the story of this movie really where it just doesn't it doesn't go to the the levels that the previous movies did um and and so you know i i you know i think i think that was massively lacking as well and i think obviously they're trying not to be brutal with the kills because of this morality story that they're going for but then ultimately you don't nail that and you don't give me you don't give me the the kill side of it so it just doesn't give me either mm. yeah the the only other thing i wanted to add was as, as a small nitpick similar to your one how that kind of one line really irked you oh man one thing that really bothered me throughout this whole film was the the leader of the foundation. Um, they oh, must have a they must have a crack so manicured. In, they must have a crack in barbers in, in the yeah. foundation because he has this really pretty short back and sides haircut with like a really well groomed beard. And I'm like, what is? How I is really that? I really want to know like? who his barber was. He has got a great <sighs> facial hair. It's, it was just like, couldn't you let him at least not go a couple of weeks without cutting his hair and just scruffed yeah. him up a little bit? Like he looks so like fresh out of the barber shop and straight into the foundation, oh, and then I like oh, we'll put him some rags on him, a bit of muddy, a bit of mud on his face, and now suddenly he's supposed to not look prim and proper. Like he should, this motherfucker should have been wearing a suit the whole film. I know, I know, he really should. Like <laughs> he, he, he. I was waiting for there to be something clever with him because he really mm. looked out of place. He really did. He, like, a lot like, of like, he was, aren't they? with like long yeah. hair and beards and all this stuff i was waiting that he was just like some eccentric millionaire and he had like a helicopter and just sometimes <laughs> yeah. flies off and then just kind of does this for some banter every now and then yeah like, and because when we got to like the the final scenes of this movie like that could have been a cool reveal if he'd have been freshened up and looking smart but like yeah. he looked no different no like, and I'm just like okay yeah that, 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 that fits and you've just you just wiped the mud off the girl's face i'm like okay fine yeah like that would have been quite you know like if that had been like hills of eyes and then, like, you've got, like, Pluto sat yeah, like there. A in a suit. <laughs> yeah. Like, that would have been amazing. Yeah. Here's your new neighbour. <laughs> like, put a wig on and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, Baseball like, cap and sunglasses. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But instead, like, you know, he, he just looked the same. I'm like, yeah, it works. So, yeah, yeah. yeah like I say, overall, this movie to me was was a, was a frustration. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, as far as recommendations go, yeah, I definitely wouldn't recommend it. Like for no, it, this movie would have had to have been so goddamn good for me to recommend an indie horror film that's an hour and fifty minutes anyway. Yeah, um, it's not. It's a, it's the, my only positive is that I love the concept and I love the idea of trying to do something new with Wrong Turn. Mm-hmm. Um, but like this, this wasn't it, and that's what bums me out because well, you've done it now. Like you've shown your hand. It's the one trick that you had up your sleeve that you've now shown, and you can't do this again you can't be like ah but what about no no you can't do it again like you tried it and it didn't work so mm-hmm. if you're gonna ever make another wrong turn movie now it's gonna have to just be a bog standard wrong turn movie and you just have to try and make it really good um but god knows if that's even possible at this point so yeah i mean it, it, i mean i'm like i'm like her brothers to be honest i'll i'll watch these um hillbilly cannibal movies you know every movie night to be honest with you yeah and as far as like this this franchise like it's not something that i hold dear to my heart or anything but i remember really liking the first movie and i watched the sequel some of them um definitely not all of them i think i watched at least three maybe four and i don't know which one but one of them i really liked like i don't know it's either two i can't remember remember whether it was two or three now it had some real violent stuff in one of them i remember liking more than the first one i was like this is sick um 
it was really cool. I remember there was like a badass character who like there was like a girl who got kidnapped and they kind of drew, brought her back to like the cannibal like farm. And then one guy that like, went in there and had to kind of like Rambo his way and get to her and save her. I remember thinking that movie was really cool. Um, yeah, and just like the villains all felt very unique and, yeah. and and the way that they were all in the trees and stuff and kind of mm. going around. Like I like I said, you know, I, I sound like I'm a huge fan of it. And I, I and to be fair, I am a big fan of them. Like I do mm. enjoy those movies, the, the first few and and. Yeah, like I was, I was down for more of that, and this movie did a good job of like, you know, having this twist and getting me into it. But then, yeah, it just didn't pay off. No, unfortunately not. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, that was our discussion of Wrong Turn. We will take a short break, and we will be right back. So yeah, that is pretty much it for this week. Um, I did watch one film actually this week, um, which we have discussed quite a lot on the podcast, so I won't go into it for too long. Um, And I did end up watching it twice in the past week, which is St. Maud. Um, So yeah, kind of watched it again. First rewatch post-cinema, still absolutely loved it. Every single thing about it. Um, It's just a really perfect movie that people need to see. Um, The one thing that really struck me as well was us kind of like the the main actress. Like we knew how incredible she was, but like on second rewatch, I was like, I think she was robbed of our award of last year. Like I know... Elizabeth Moss was incredible in The Invisible Man, but yeah. like what Morfed does as Maud is just absolutely incredible. Um, but yeah, watching the commentary like on the Blu-ray, obviously I'm a huge advocate for these things. I always talk about how much I love commentaries. And um, so this one was Rose Glass, the director and the editor of the movie, um, who they clearly have kind of a close relationship in terms of filmmaking, mm. uh, in terms of the decisions and all that, because this is what we talk about all the time. And that was kind of what I wanted to bring up of like, it was great having her who she's the person who wrote it directed it it's the entire concept is from her brain and then you have the guy whose job it is to kind of like tighten that and make that into a watchable movie and see the way they were bouncing off each other and having the conversation whilst watching the movie was was awesome it was exactly what i wanted and hoped the way that conversation would go and there was so many parts where rose was like oh initially we had this sequence here when it just kind of went nowhere and we kind of just figured that it didn't need to be in the movie and i was like yes you guys fucking get it like you guys mm-hmm. get this so so much and you make a little go a lot and that movie is like the perfect example of all killer and no filler because there's not there's no there's nothing wasted in that movie um and so i absolutely love that and also like they came across super well like they're so english which i loved <laughs> they're like swearing throughout it and like they don't care about they're like oh these commentaries are usually a bit wanky so we'll try and not make it like that and stuff <laughs> they, they were so Brilliant. self-aware of it and it was yeah it was awesome i it was, it was my favorite one actually i preferred it more than robert's one just because uh, of the lighthouse just because for him it was he was on his own um yeah, so it was, oh, yeah you, like it's always people. better having multiple people and i think what, what you said there like it's it's fascinating and it just shows how well that works because and how well rose kind of realizes that because your your vision um is your vision but then you Mm. need to share it with the world and you need to do that in a concise way (laughs) you know you Mm. you can't you can't make a four-hour feature movie you know and and that's kind of what most people's visions will end up being because they know it and love it so well so you you have to have a strong good editor come in there Mm. and and be willing to let that happen 
for sure yeah no, it's great that they she already you know this is her feature film debut but she already has the exact person she needs right there with her um mm -hmm. so i think that's awesome and i i just hope that, that she continues in the genre um and yeah highly recommend that one as well because the, you know there are so many commentaries as we discussed and there's the ones that are really disappointing like i'm still gutted that jordan never did one for us like mm. it's I, I just wish he would have done it as there's nothing else to say about it but yeah this was awesome it's so cool when it actually delivers and, and it makes Definitely. picking up these new movies like i hope psycho gorman i know it has a lot of commentaries on it um so i really <laughs> hope they're good as well because i'm, I'm I gonna listen one by pg in the character oh PG. man could you imagine mm. um but yeah i think because i think there is like at least three on there and i'm like i'm listening to all of them <laughs> like i'm gonna <laughs> i'm gonna watch this movie probably a dozen times when i get it um by the end of the year um i did check as well the list in it says mid-march so it did it always did it always say that or did it say march <laughs> I, I don't know what it said i don't know well, what it, it said yeah it definitely says mid-march now so like, i'm gonna wait for a couple I've, of weeks before like i complain overseas blu-rays come in and like god knows when i'll ever get them yeah i know i just I don't really... know whether i paid for this i can't even remember at this point <laughs> <laughs> yeah. like, I, can't, I don't know if the money's left my bank account or what <laughs> yeah so yeah i cannot wait to rewatch that um but yeah. yeah that's that's pretty much it obviously one division's only one more episode to go now mm -hmm. um which what is really sad this week yeah, so I guess, yeah, th this is the end of the show, so we'll just throw up a full spoiler warning for WandaVision. Um, I really liked it. It, it wasn't my favourite episode. Um, yeah. I think it was the one that was the closest in line with what a Marvel movie is, in terms of, like, they really tried to condense a Marvel movie's worth of backstory into an episode of television. Uh, and for that reason, it wasn't my favourite, because every other episode has felt like an MCU version of a TV episode. Mm -hmm. um, but it was fascinating to learn so much about these characters, and kind of what we are starting to see now is incredible in terms of the future of the universe because we already knew that this was basically setting up multiverse stuff um obviously with spider-man and, and doctor strange is going to go into that even more but for me this is definitely setting up x-men and mutants 100 percent. like we already know what like wanda's backstory from the comics but the the backstory with the with the uh the mind stone and how she got her powers and how they've retconned that basically because we see her use a probability um hex on mm. Uh, this stark bomb that's going to blow up so yeah. that's confirmed for the first time ever that wanda had abilities before the mind stone um and then it was like the mind stone seemed to have chosen her and then that kind of unleashed the her full powers yeah. um and it's so it seems like in this world and similar with monica as well there's a lot of clues that monica already had abilities and then it was through radiation going through the hex is what has unleashed that so it seems like what they're setting up in this world is x gene plus um radiation equals powers um and so that is that is x-men <laughs> and that's mm -hmm. awesome to see that kind of being set up so yeah I, I i loved it like you say it wasn't my favorite um loved agatha loved hearing about her backstory just want to see more of that but obviously there wasn't any evan peters which i i feel like at this point he will he was almost like a guest star for one episode um, yeah i think so too and I wish I knew that. If they just said he was in that one, that'd mm -hmm. be fine. Because I wouldn't be worrying about it. But the fact that he was at the teaser at the end of the, the one before, and then he just wasn't in this episode. And now there's only one more. I'm like, do we have time for Evan Peters? We've got two visions to solve. We've got Monica. We've got Agatha. We've got Wanda. You know, there's a lot of characters. And I just don't think um, Evan Peters is going to kind of get his due in the, in the final. So that's my only no. point. I think, yeah, like it... it it was definitely like like you said it, it was one of my least favorite episodes but it's still like a eight or nine out of ten yeah that's what <laughs> like, has been. <laughs> like, yeah exactly and i think it's you know it's basically um you know it, it was too much and it, and also like 
I like the backstory, but I wish that had been kind of given to me over the course of a few episodes and then yeah. made the current stuff progress so much because I really care about what's going on in the the, the current time scale. Yeah. And didn't need all this backstory stuff. And so, so yeah, like, but, but yeah, it was still, it was still really good. But I, I kind of just wish that there had been a, a sneaky little cameo in there. Mm. Um, you know, something, something juicy because, you know, we Wait, were, we were, flashbacks, do you mean, or in Westview? Yeah. Yeah, you know the flashbacks, right? Because obviously, like we, yeah, no, we no, at, Aaron Taylor Johnson was really disappointing. Because like we had, uh, we were at the Avengers compound. Yeah. Like <laughs> Black Black Widow could have just like checked in on her, like <laughs> at the beginning of that scene or something. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. oh, that scene though, that scene was absolutely perfect. It, oh, that it might was, have been the best scene of all the whole season. It was fantastic. Don't get me wrong, but yeah, do you know what I mean? Like, it, I was just, I was just itching for like something where one mm. of these characters had just popped up. I was like, literally, I mean, it would have been too crazy, but I'm like, literally, Robert could have just, could have just <laughs> like come back for a second on some of this stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like, you can't do that, that though. Like, if you're going to bring Robert back, which for the record, no, I don't think I, they ever I, should. No, like, I don't they can't they do it in a five second cameo on WandaVision. A- agreed, agreed. But do you know what I mean? Like, that was, that, that was the context where you could just get away with it. And like, mm-hmm. uh, like I said, I don't think it should have been him, but it could have been. Like even if it was just like fucking Hawkeye or something mm. to get us ready for Hawkeye and Falcon, like just yeah. to remind us of him. Like just I I would have liked someone in it's all of those flashbacks. Because I, I agree with that now, but I never thought that in the moment. I'm never mm. kind of like craving to see these other actors because we have so I'm, much content to look forward I'm to. In the moment I was just in, enjoying Wonder and Vision. I'm not until they flash back like that. And because yeah. it was a flashback, I'm like, oh no, these people are in that world. Like I said, like <laughs> like I knew that that was never gonna happen, but I'm like Tony Stark is running around in this world like you've you've suddenly opened a door into something where i i, I need to see a little something um and yeah i would have mm. just liked something there but it was still yeah still good I, I can't wait for the finale i know I it's it, awesome I, like we talk about length i hope the finale is four hours yeah i mean i hope that it is approaching an hour because we, we've kind of it's flirted around it for so long and these goddamn credits are so long mm. um but uh i i think that yeah it's it's gonna be great we obviously have the finale this week then we have a, apparently we have a making of the week after um nice. because there's a week off between falcon and winter soldier um which like i'm looking forward to that like an episode because the mandalorian making of stuff is so good and especially with how mental um one division is in terms of how they recreated these kind of sitcom eras i cannot mm. wait to watch this making of because i've read articles about it and it's fascinating but to actually see it on screen is going to be sick um but yeah i guess f- for the finale do what is do you have any predictions in terms of who you think will pop up because i definitely think one person will pop up <laughs> i'm i'm going uh michael keaton in in batman as <laughs> as so not as um oh what's his no. name i can't remember the guy's name uh, now. not falcon the yeah. other one vulture vulture that's it not yeah. as vulture <laughs> no uh keaton as batman so he's just gonna play two characters in this world because multiverse correct multiverse exactly um yeah i my my i definitely think doctor strange is going to be in this episode there's been so much magic talk over the last two episodes and like explaining magic and all of this stuff with agatha and what witches are and what's the scarlet witch and all this stuff like they have to be they have to bring in the other guy who does magic um so i definitely think doctor strange as a crazy outside show i'm just going to say magneto i don't know what actor is going to play him but i just think (laughs) that would be insane (laughs) um but yeah i cannot wait man it's so goddamn Mm. exciting um but yeah that was episode 237 where we discussed wrong turn uh thanks for listening as always and we'll see you again very soon see you later everyone and